You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 204, Winter Solstice for your nine star key element. Welcome to episode 204 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Check us out. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special free workshops and opportunities. You can join our mailing list by looking at the show notes on your app, or you can visit mindfuldesignschool.com. And we are promoting right now our Water Rabbit Energy Reset Package. So every year, Laura and I teach a special class called the New Year's Reset Workshop. And it's two parts. There's a class that you watch. It's pre-recorded and it's already available the moment you sign up. And this year we focused it on space clearing for the new year. And then on Lunar New Year's Eve, we get together for a live class. And if you can't make it live, there's a recording. And we go through all of the Chinese Zodiac animals and how you can fare this year in the year of the water rabbit. And then we do a ritual together, a special feng shui ritual where we formally let go and shut away the year of the tiger and invite in with ceremony this new water rabbit year. So it's really a wonderful ritual to do that we do every year and we hope to see you there. And for those of you that have been coming for years, we can't wait to see you again. So for this episode, we wanted to chat about the winter solstice, but also in terms of your nine star key element. So we haven't talked about the nine star key for a little bit. We typically talk about that every year and we will again in January. The transition is February 4th. So we usually do a podcast on that on or around February 4th. But, you know, we'll give you a quick overview here, but we wanted to talk about it in terms of the winter solstice because the winter solstice is a time when we're really focused on the yin side of things, the yin side of the world, the yin side of energy. And so it invites us to look inward. And also this time of year, we also are engaging with more family and friends. So it's helpful to see like what issues may come up as we look more inward in this yin time during the winter solstice. So we're going to give an overview on how to calculate your own nine star key element, your own nine star key number. And then we'll go through the dynamics of what you can expect during this winter solstice. And then to begin though, we're going to talk about the winter solstice a bit. So mm -hmm. if you aren't aware, the winter solstice is the shortest day of the year in the Northern hemisphere. And it's the opposite in the Southern hemisphere where they have on December 21st, 22nd will be the longest day of the year. At this time, the planet, the earth is tilted on its axis as it revolves around the sun, which means that the different hemispheres experience different seasons and solstices. And so during the winter solstice in the Northern hemisphere, our planet reaches the furthest point from the sun. 
So feng shui wise, what this means is that with this shortest day of the year, the shortest amount of daylight that we receive in the longest night, this is considered a yin time or a yin season because yin is related to the moon. It's, re it's related to darkness. So again, feng shui wise, the winter solstice is more yin. It's probably the most yin day of the year. And so how that affects us emotionally and physically is that we move inward. We go into our homes, we go inside of ourselves, we start to slow down, animals hibernate, we start to maybe eat less, do less things, and it's colder. So we want to conserve and reserve our chi, our energy. This time is also related to the water element which is one of the five elements. And the water element is actually the most yin of the five elements as well. And in feng shui, we say sometimes that in winter, it looks like everything is dead on the outside, but underneath the snow, underneath that frozen ground, even under that dormant frozen ground, there's still life and things moving, maybe a lot slower than we're accustomed to. So the water element and winter are similar and what it's pointing to is that it's a quiet time where not much is happening on the surface. So if you guys want to learn more about this yin energy and water energy, definitely listen to episode 202 where we talk more about this. Mm -hmm. And I guess we've been talking about this for quite a while, but Laura, do you want to share some fun facts about the winter solstice? I don't know how fun they are, but no, I'm just kidding. So winter solstice, it lasts. So it is one of the solar terms from the Chinese calendar as well. The, the way they look at the weather and we do that when we do our chi forecast. So we talked about that in our last chi forecast and this lasts two weeks. So it's like a two week term, but typically many, many cultures, because obviously we're looking at the cycles of the moon. So cultures around the world all have ancient celebrations or celebrations that have kind of through the ages have shifted and changed around this time of year. And of course, Christmas is um, this time of year, which came out of Yuletide, as well as I think it was called the Sol Invictus, which is like the Latin one. And this is why a lot of them fall in this time. And actually the solstice, solstitio, it means sun stops, right? Because there was a belief that the sun, it was the day was so short that they believed that in a way it was the sun being reborn. So then you'd watched over those two weeks, the days getting longer and longer and longer, and the sun gaining strength. And then it became a time, a symbolism of rebirth as well for many cultures. So it is a real turning point where you go from that yin full yin to when you, the yang is going to slowly start building up. And it is Yuletide it's, as well is connected with this. And so some of the traditions that we all do at this time of year come out of many of those practices. And we're going to get into the nine stars about how everyone should feel and think about this time for their particular nine stars, which you're going to walk them through in a second. But we thought, you know, there's also ways that you can celebrate and recognize winter solstice. In order for you to gain awareness about this yin-yang energy, the shift of the yin-yang energy, and we've talked, yeah, you know, we have been talking about this because it's winter time. We've done a few episodes, but we really haven't talked about what it is like on that longest night 
to take some time to experience that yin chi, that darkness. Notice how early the sun sets. Experience that darkness. Experience when it's complete darkness to light a candle or a Yule log or whatever, a log or a fire or twinkle lights. But the idea is within that vast deep yin, what a small amount of yang chi, which is the light, what that brings you. And so you've got little baby, baby, you know, yang chi, fire chi or yang chi, and then you've got big yin. And if you want to take it further, I mean, you can continue to watch how that yang chi, how that sun is reborn and strengthens day after day after day, moving through the next couple of weeks. I have a question. Yeah. What's a Yule log exactly? A Yule log is a log that is typically lit around this time of year, like way back when, to celebrate winter solstice. And again, it was that idea to bring in the fire, the light in that time. And I think it even represented the rebirth of the sun. I know in the tradition, in Italian tradition, there are some places that still practice thus lighting this giant like sticks to represent the sun and how the sun is going to be reborn. So I think it has something to do with that. It's 100% connected with this darkness and then holding the light, right? Like holding that yang chi. They didn't call it yang chi, obviously. Then the other thing, which brings me to this, Angie. So another very watery thing you can do at this time of year that works with this and really maybe even around winter solstice is start to research, researching. Water people like to research things. Research your own culture and traditions and find out where it came from, right? Do a little research. And in case you guys didn't know, Laura is a water person. I'm a water person. It's also, I, I feel like if we look at the bigger view of this, looking at the seasons and why why is it important to look at the winter solstice and what, how does this help us to look at these calendars that show us these cycles in nature? And for me, there's a lot of hope and stability that I get from it. I remember during the pandemic, there was one day where I looked out the window I woke up early and I was like, what if the sun didn't rise today? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it's like, but we, uh, but there's something as human beings, we feel a sense of stability and grounding when we do understand and are in tune with these natural cycles, because we know, yes, this is a very short day. There's not a lot of daylight. It's very cold, but This is just one part of that circle. And the other part is like the other end opposite is the hottest day, the longest day, and that the circle keeps moving and that we can depend on it, that we can depend on our earth and depend on the seasons for the most part, right? And Mm -hmm. so it gives us some sense of stability. And I find it really um, comforting. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, we don't know about for the young... (laughs) young people but but hope for now at least we could still depend on the seasons i mean with global warming things are changing but in any case all right uh, so you're going to walk people through how they can find out before we get into each of the numbers yeah so i'm going to give a quick overview on how to calculate your principal number in your nine star key so just a debrief is that the nine star key is a numerology that we use in btb feng shui and it comes from China and, and Japan and Asia. And it looks at your elemental qualities based on your birth date. 
And so there are three numbers and we'll teach you how to quickly calculate your principal number, which is your fundamental nature. And if this is a lot to listen to, be sure to sign up for our mailing list or look at our blog. We'll we'll put the copy in the on the newsletter so you can read it because for me things like this are easier to read than to hear. So to calculate your principal number, you want to add up all the digits of your birth year until you reach a single digit. And then you're going to subtract that single digit from 11. And if you were born between January 1st and February 4th, you're going to instead subtract that number from 12 instead. So one example, if you were born in 1986, you would add 1 plus 9 plus 8 plus 6, that equals 24. Then you continue to reduce that to a single digit. 2 plus 4 is 6. And then you subtract that single digit from 11. So 11 minus 6 is 5. So then if you were born in 1986, after February 4th, you are a 5. Again, if you were born between January 1st and February 4th, then you're going to subtract from 12. So for instance, if you were born in 1940, after February 4th, you can add 1 plus 9 plus 4 plus 0. That equals 14. Then you continue to reduce 1 plus 4 is 5. And then you subtract that from 11. So 11 minus 5 is 6. So then if you're born in 1940, you are a 6. But if you were born between January 1st and February 4th in 1940, you would subtract from 12. So 12 minus 5 is 7. So that's what number you are. So you can be a one water, a two earth, three wood, four wood, five earth, six metal, seven metal, eight earth, or nine fire. And again, um, we're going to go into all of this in our nine star yeah. key episode next year, probably just before February 4th. But this is a great way to look at your nine star key number in terms of like this time right now during the winter solstice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very specific. We're getting really yin and internal on this just to reflect the, the time of year. So we thought we'd look at your own energy. And just an aside, so anyone born between January 1st and February 4th needs to subtract from 12, just FYI, not just 1940, all of them. And then again, get on our mailing list because the Wednesday email will have all of this in it. So shall we start? Do you want yeah. me to start? Okay. Yes, because you're the one water. I'm the one water. So this time of year, moving into this yin time, what and also, you know, so there's some celebration potentially. What does a one water need to think about? Enjoy the socializing. Waters are good at that. They like to move through and socialize. But don't forget to use fire to warm up because you're water in a water time of year. So it can get, get very cold. Yeah, it's like I think a one water in a water time of year can actually become very rigid and icy. Mm -hmm. So it is important to use that fire, not all the time, because sometimes in like in the summer, too much fire can mm -hmm. burn up or deplete the water. But this time it's really great to bring fire mm -hmm. with like candles, yeah. wearing some red. Sitting drinking. next to the fire, which is what I do. Like yeah. as soon as it gets cold, my fire goes on and I just sit yeah. there the whole time. And drinking warm liquids, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And keeping your extremities warm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So two earth. So two earth people, they love to nurture because they're 
the ultimate like mother earth energy. They're very nurturing, very service oriented. And although earth people in general will enjoy this time of year, I think that to earth can be careful to also make sure to put their own needs first as well, because it's your tendency to serve others. And it's not going to be your, your job to serve everyone. And, and if you do that, you'll get very depleted and maybe resentful. So nurture yourself first, gift yourself first, and then decide what your priorities are. Like, what's the big picture here? Like, because two earth people are also really focused on what are good at focusing on one thing. So what is the one thing, like if you're going to an event and you're there to support your nephew, you say like, what is that one thing I need to do to support him and not have to worry about like taking care of everyone else, take care of that main, that one thing that's important for you. And Mm -hmm. what can they do maybe in their homes, you think, to support? The two earth? Yeah. Well, two earths are going to like to cook. I mean, I think, I think that's going to be something that they're going to want to do. So keep, keep healthy, cook things Mm -hmm. that you like. And I just was thinking they should keep, they should stay grounded, keep their feet warm. Mm -hmm. Cozy socks. Cozy socks. There you go. Three wood. So three wood is young wood. So it's very active. It's a very active energy. And this time of year, the water will feed that wood, which is good, but they might try to do too much and they get burnt out by running around and doing 8,000 things, trying to fit everything in. So a three wood needs to slow down and embrace the quieter energy of this time and they need to stay centered and maybe add a little more grounding energy to them. So which would be earth and that would maybe they could wear yellow or again, they could just try to, if they have 18 things on their list, they want to get done to go through and like take off like half of those things and like stop because wood people are are very, they want to go, go, go and do things but sometimes they don't even finish those things that they want to do because they're running around so much. So slow down, get grounded. Yes, definitely. Chill out. And the four wood is kind of similar. They're not as active as the three wood, but they're a little bit more grounded. But a four wood will probably really enjoy this water time because it feeds them. They're going to enjoy being around their family. So enjoy that time but don't feel like you need to be the peacemaker because four woods are also very intuitive and they can understand the energy so you can really get maybe overwhelmed or maybe caught up in all the energy that's happening with all of the you know all the all the energies and emotions that come with the holidays so i would say if you don't want to get pruned be pruned by all of the cutting energy of everyone around you in your hopes to be the peacemaker. Instead, what you do is maybe step away and allow others to do what they need to do and work out their own problems. And you can step away and just observe because that's what a wood, a wood person, a four wood person does really well. They're like the, the tree that watches. So remember that you're the tree that watches. You don't need to get in the middle of everything and allow yourself to be pruned. Instead, you can decide to observe and reserve your resources and enjoy this time and and look at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. And then I guess uh, home-wise, what you can do is you can also get more grounded, but maybe also like incorporate some metal energy if you need it a little bit. 
you know, if you need some more precision, you can maybe clean, like organize some areas of your home that have been neglected. Five Earth. So five Earths, this is going to be a time you're going to enjoy this time. If it's if it's a time of connection, community, you know, five Earths love community. They love to be in the center of things with others. They like to be a part of something. But they also have a tendency to take things over and maybe try to control things. And they're very good at delegating. So try not to over delegate. Try not to make your family or your community your teammates, you know, and start telling them what to do. You can let others step up and do some of the organizing or better yet, you know, letting them embrace their, you know, what they're good at doing and you don't have to do everything and try and control everything. Just be really present in the fact that this is a great time for you to connect with your community, your family, whatever that is, like picture yourself in the center, able to connect all these people. Yeah, um, I think inviting in a little bit more fire could support you. So mm-hmm. maybe wearing or bringing some red. Yeah, or using red in your space or wearing red or again, lighting a fire, lighting candles, mm-hmm. being mindful of that. Yeah. Yeah. So for six metals, if you're a six, you're a metal energy. So you may feel a little bit drained at this time because a lot of water right now and water drains metal. And so it may feel a bit chaotic, not as organized because metal likes things more precise, whereas water is a little bit more free flowing and undulating. So it may be helpful to realize you need some more space, some more quiet time. So maybe you carve out quiet moments in your home or quiet moments and events and spend time at home if you need to. And then also enjoy your time with your family and your friends and just try to let it go because you're not going to be able to control the chaos of the water season. And seven metal, you will have fun because you like to host and you like to have your house look fabulous and beautiful and decorated perfectly. So you have fun decorating it, have fun setting it up, find the joy in the, in this time of year, enjoy the celebration. Don't try to make things too perfect. There's a tendency to want to do that. Things may not always be perfect, but that's okay. So don't let yourself fall into that. Again, this water time might be, it's, it's, you know, it's something that might be just a little, little draining maybe for you. So watch your money. Don't spend too much money trying to make everything perfect and getting that. You don't need that extra garland that goes up the staircase. Okay. You don't need that. And bring in a little more metal energy. You can add bells which is perfect this time of year, ring bells, or you can also bring in that joy, which is a really a seven metal quality and sing, put the music on, you know, festive music or sing in the home. Mm -hmm. So the next number is eight. So eight is an earth element and they're more like a mountain. So they really like the quiet time of the water element but they might find that things get a a bit hectic and don't be hesitant to give yourself that time of refuge if you need it. And I think in regards to your home and your feng shui, make sure that you're warm enough in bed. So you make sure you have 
enough of that warmth, that fire energy. So meaning like a cozy, warm blanket, keep your whole body warm. If you need it, don't allow yourself to get too cold while you're sleeping. Make sure you have the right linens. Fire, nine fire. So this is a water time. So, you know, fire and water, but you know, fire and water is not always negative. I know we, a lot of times when you do feng shui 101, people are like, ah, oh, fire, water puts out fire, but you know, fire makes steam. It's productive too. So this is probably not bad for a fire, you know, in, in this time of year, they'll, they'll be okay because it's a, it's a time of generally lots of people coming together or festivities. And some fires love this part, getting out, going, you know, gatherings, having fun, dressing really nicely, like fun, having fun with it. But they also can get burnt out from this. So don't go, you know, pick your places because you're still in a water time. So pick your places that you want to go and watch that you don't get too emotional. Fires can be really emotional too. And plan time for what inspires you. Maybe you're not so great at planning, but water is actually, we haven't talked a lot about this, but actually water is a good time because of that quiet still time. It's actually a really good time to start planning things and to, you know, get perspective, right? To come inside. So fire is kind of flitting around and stuff. And maybe they just need to use that water cheat, come inside a little bit more and do a little planning. Watch that people don't drain you. One last little tidbit, just because you are fire in a water time, those around you might, you know, want your warmth or your energy, which is fine. And they're going to make time for you. So you don't want to drain yourself out. You don't want to burn out, plan it all, be selective, use the water cheat. Wonderful. So I guess that means that you will, you're going to cozy up to your fireplace a lot. Me? Yeah, I'm already there. Laura's the water yeah. and I'm going to when we were planning this, Laura was like the six metals, which is what I am. She's like, they're gotta like be okay with the messy uh the paper, wrapping the wrapping paper, paper everywhere. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because I'm one of those people that unwraps the presents like very carefully and folds it back up. And I'm like, maybe I can reuse this paper later. <laughs> I have oh, I'm like, don't mess up that box. I'm gonna reuse it next year. <laughs> that that's me. So I need to let it go a little bit and allow for some chaos. Plan mm -hmm. I gotta plan in the chaos, which is yeah. actually what I embrace that's how the I chaos. manage things. Yeah. Well, we hope all of you enjoy this inward time in the northern hemisphere, the winter solstice. And learn and be curious about what's happening around you. Like, go look at the sunset. Go pay attention to the energy around you. And also, you know, we went through all the elements. Like, notice how you're reacting to this inward time, this water time. And also, if you get to know your um, elements of your family members, you can also give them a little bit of support, too, without giving them unsolicited feedback. But you see that everyone is going through something different and reacts differently to, to this time of year. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new episode if you like the podcast and this episode. Please share it with others. You can subscribe, leave a review, and you can support us by checking out our mini courses and our certification. We teach an online certification program. We teach people how to become feng shui practitioners. And we also have our annual New Year's Reset workshop. And so we hope that you will join. You can register for the program and purchase the program at mindfuldesignschool.com. And 
We hope to see you on our mailing list very soon. Sign up for our mailing list to get all the info in your inbox. Make sure you check your spam. And we hope you have a very intuitive, quiet, and inspiring winter solstice. See you next week.